Hello, and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. I'm Landlord James. And I'm Tenant Mike, uh, reporting for duty. <laughs> I think I've said that before, but I liked it. So Very funny, very funny. Um, yes, yeah, so this is the one podcast that asks the question, Can a landlord and a tenant be buddies? Uh, a lot of other podcasts do things we can't do. They have celebrity guests. They have musical guests. They have uh, production values. But we ask the question that no one else has the balls to ask. So, <clears throat> Well said. Well said, Michael. Um, We're Canada's number one rated real estate-themed podcast. So, Is that true? Yeah, we are. You checked? Yes. Um, okay, because I think we, we are heads and sh- head and shoulders above all the other ones. Wow, because I think we only have two uh, iTunes comments. Three, three, we have three. Now we have three iTunes comments. And please, listeners, we should take this opportunity uh, to remind you: uh, please do rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us uh, put food on the table. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, you're not getting money from this, I assume. So, uh, yeah. There's no. We're, neither of us are making money from this, but uh, it's just a sort of. An expression. Expression. Hmm. Um, yeah, but please, sure. I'm actually struggling financially right now, so. Oh. Well, that's, I'm uh, sorry to hear, uh, to hear that uh, you've had your hours cut back, but uh, maybe we should, uh, you know, in this little opening segment here, talk about how our week was. I, I'm on board with that, James. I want to forget all about uh, uh, my job situation. <laughs> all right. Well, I had a crazy week. Um, if you're in the Toronto area, you know it's the basketball playoffs right now, and the Toronto Raptors are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. And go Raps, uh, go! <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not actually a basketball fan, but I do. I like being part of something bigger than myself. So, right. Anyway, um, so believe it or not, I actually went to Cleveland. And I got killer tickets and went and watched the Raptors play Cleveland, LeBron, uh, in Cleveland, right in downtown Cleveland. It was so, it was, I mean, the Raptors lost the game, so it was a bummer, but I had so much fun. I had a crazy couple nights. Wow, so you just went to Cleveland just on a whim to see uh, some games. Yeah, I got, I grabbed a flight, last minute flight, I went down, got a hotel, nice hotel, downtown Cleveland. Cleveland's a bit meh, but... Uh, it uh, went, I, apologies to our fans in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt anyone from Cleveland listens, but uh, so. But anyway, so Mike, get this. So I'm watching the basketball game. I'm freaking out. You know, I'm right. I'm like basically courtside, really close to courtside. I can. I'm right by the Cavaliers bench, right? So could you smell the ball? Like the, the ball? Were you close enough that you could smell the ball? That's like a basketball no, thing, right? No. So I'm right by the bench, and uh, and uh, get this. So I I, may, I lock eyes with LeBron during the game. I can see he's like locking eyes with me. You wow. know what I mean? And I can see there's sort of like this weird like he sees me. He's he's kind of giving me the gears. So it's crazy. So I'm like super hyped up. The Raptors lost, but I'm still so hyped up. I'm super drunk. I go to this. They have a casino in downtown Cleveland. So I go. I'm betting money. I'm having a great time. I'm getting really drunk. I meet this hot babe there. Then get this. Uh oh. <laughs> We go to the um, the roulette table. Yeah. Guess who comes into the roulette table? I have no idea. LeBron. LeBron oh. Oh comes to the roulette table. He goes to a casino just like the like the, where the regular people go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He goes to the roulette table, lays a hundred thousand dollars down on black. Okay. <sighs> Athletes are overpaid. Go on. Well, I'd like to see you do what he does. Um, anyone could work in a CN Tower gift shop. So, get this. He wins. Wins all this money. 
literally gives 15 grand to everybody at the table. What? Walks up to me, hands me the 15 grand, pats me on the shoulder and goes, saw you at the game, mate. Uh, he goes, saw you at the game, mate. Uh, maybe I'll be seeing you back in the six. He said, saw you at the game, mate. That's yeah. That's weird. That's like something you'd expect, like, someone like, uh, uh, Coldplay to say to you or something, or Johnny Rotten. Um, I know it was weird. Yeah. So he goes, maybe I'll see you back in the six. And he gives me a card with like this special number on it. It didn't, it wasn't even like a proper phone number. I don't even know how to call it, but I'm going to figure it out. So then I, me and this girl I met, Cheryl, we each have 15 grand each. We go crazy. We drink all night. We party all night. We end up cut to the next afternoon. We're still partying rock and roll hall of fame under the Billy Joel exhibit. Oh, did uh, naughty things happen? Maybe. Um, crazy week, just partied, we each bought Nintendo Switches, and then we just left them in Cleveland, because we didn't care, because it was just free money. Oh my god, it was so fun, I had such a great week. You had, are you saying you had sex in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't kiss and tell, Mike, but let's just just say, You said naughty things happened, uh, I will, I will leave that up to the listeners to... Uh, interpret as they wish. Under a Billy Joel exhibit, like how f- how far did you go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, let's just say the Piano Man. Um, yeah, let's just say he might have hit a B sharp. If you know what I'm saying. This, I don't really get. I I don't. Uh, let's just say we didn't start the fire, but uh, actually, I might have started one. So maybe that song's not actually correct. Let's did leave you it get? At a, that. Did you get a hand job? Maybe. Anyway, it was it was great. It was a great. great oh, that's a little. Once again, a very different uh, week. How was yours? Almost yeah, an exact negative of my week. Um, oh. <clears throat> didn't go to Cleveland. Didn't uh, get perverted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What I did, I stayed right here in Toronto, city I love, city I live in. Um, uh, Toronto listeners will know that this past week the Hot Docs Film Festival was on, and what that is is a festival that celebrates um, the greatest achievements in documentary filmmaking. Um, and it's at several venues around the city, and I'm, I'm a hot docker. I go every year, I'm, uh, I go with some friends, and we sort of, we see a film, and we go to a, a bar after and talk about the film, and we, uh, you know, rinse and repeat. Huh. I saw three great films, uh, I saw many films, but three that really stuck out this week. One was called Ti- Your Time is Almost Up. And it was really heavy, uh, but important. It's a film um, about climate change and how planet Earth has at most maybe 40 years left uh, uh, before it's completely uninhabitable by human beings and animals. And uh, then everything will be over. And um, I also saw a film uh, called uh, Beneath the Ground. That's the sort of translation of the name. It's a film about China's largest cemetery. And it has... Get this, 200 million people are great, like 200 million graves in the cemetery. And growing. That's very bigger than the entire population of Canada. Wow, very interesting. Imagine That's... if everyone in Canada was so you, dead. You, what was it, a, a two-hour movie Wait, about this, the biggest Two-and-a-half-hour movie. Imagine if everyone in Canada was dead, oh then you'd uh, quadruple that. Imagine that many dead yeah, people, it's but it's cemetery. a cemetery. It's a huge cemetery wow. in uh, China. Um, that was wonderful. Um, I hope it, it probably won't get released in theaters, but, uh, it's on the festival circuit. And then I saw a really, 
uplifting, fun movie called Dat Bird Dare, and it's, it was about uh, this story in 1973 when a macaw, which is a tropical bird, somehow landed in downtown Halifax, which, of course, uh, to our Canadian listeners, they know that's, that's out there on the East Coast, <laughs> uh, where th- the weather's a little colder than these birds are used to, so no one could believe this beautiful, brightly colored bird, they're so beautiful, landed in Halifax, and of course the people went wild. Everything shut down, the bank shut down for two weeks. This Schools, really happened This in happened in 1973. For two huh. weeks, everything came to a screeching halt because the people were so happy to see this tropical bird in, um, out, you know, out on the East Coast, and they celebrated. They had um, all sorts of nice music nights in the pubs, and they played Celtic songs with their fiddles and their mandolins and the bird they brought the bird to some of these things because they captured it they put it in a cage and uh, they brought it to kitchen parties um hmm. they gave it some authentic east coast foods um they brought it on a ship they brought it out lobster uh to lobster fishing uh this wow. this macaw and uh, it just really brought the community together at a time where th- you know unemployment was rampant and um you know, some people fell in love and married because of the, the bird coming to town. Um, huh. It was really great, except for the ending, because the bird, the, the cold climate, uh, the bird died. But those are my three top picks from Hot wow. Dogs this so, year. So your week that was watching, watching those three movies. Yes, it was very good. And talking about them. Yeah, with my friends, we would go see, like I said, we see films and we talk about hmm. them. Which friends? <clears throat> I had some friends from work and some friends from, there's this app called Doc Buds that I uh, use, and it hooks you up with people in your area who love documentary films. So, All right, well, um, I guess that'll do it for our first segment, and we'll come back with our guest uh, right after this. And welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Um, today's show uh, is going to be a pretty interesting one uh i think i can speak for both of us james when i say that um because our guest has a very unusual job that's true we're being very edgy on this show we're kind of this is kind of our vice audition in a way isn't it it is vice magazine um yeah um how can we describe what our guest does michael um okay here's a description maybe you can guess uh someone who is angry at someone else will call our guest and offer him money to kill the person that they're angry at. Hitman. He's a hitman. He's a hitman. It's a hitman who lives in the building. There's a hitman who lives in the building. He's a hitman to the stars. And this is an exclusive interview. Welcome to the show, Hitman. Yeah, what, what, what can we call... What's your name? Like, I don't even know your name. Hey, guys. First of all, great to be here. Um, Thanks for doing our pod mess. I'm a big fan. Uh, wow. My name is... Isn't Greg, but call me Greg. All right, Greg, it is. Who are we to argue with? A, now, are you with just, a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you just being funny here, or is that because you're trying to protect your name, or is that you being funny? <clears throat> uh, no, yeah, that no, that's not funny. I've committed a lot of murders, so. Do you consider it murder, or do you? This is a genuine question. Do you consider it murder, or do you consider it? I'm just punching the clock and doing my job. It's my job, and if I didn't do it. Somebody else would. Right. Hmm. So you're a hitman, and you. how long have you been living in the building for? I've been in the building about the last um, 
22 years, something like that. Wow. Wow. I'm uh, originally, I work a lot mostly in Los Angeles. Oh, oh cool. Hollywood. Yeah. I- I'm actually known as the hitman to the stars. Yeah, Mike mentioned that. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. So, obvious question, uh, who have you killed? We want to, we want to, to hear some names. Hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> it's exciting. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's, you know, spent time in Hollywood or met, let alone murdered a uh, celebrity. It's a really magical town and the movie business and all that. I'm, I'm really just happy to be a part of it. I saw Kevin Smith in a Whole Foods. That sounds fake. No, I swear. My friend he and I saw never him shop in a at Whole, Whole, Whole Foods. Foods. I saw him and he was wearing the backwards hat and the hockey jersey and shorts. I swear to God. The Fair, man looks Fairfax like he's on Fairfax and store. Santa Monica. No, he, I saw it with my friend. Swear to God. So I anyway, was, I've, seen, I've seen a celebrity. Anyway, I was actually sorry, hired to kill him once. You were hired to kill Kevin Smith. What? Well, yeah. he's still alive. What, what went wrong? Well, nothing went wrong. Sometimes it gets called off. But basically... Who would call that off? Well, basically, there was this guy, and he thought that Kevin Smith was stealing his look. Oh, it is a great look. That's grounds for assassination, if you ask me. Yeah, so this guy, apparently, he said since, like, the 70s, had been wearing these sort of giant wide shorts mm-hmm. and uh, and hockey jerseys and backwards hat. Wow. And he was pretty ticked about it. I mean, ticked wow. enough to... I'd dress like that if I thought I could pull it off, but I have skinny legs. Yeah, you certainly do. So what? So what happened? What? What made the you know your uh, your boss call off the assassination of Kevin Smith? Well, it's funny actually. Last minute, I guess he was cruising the TV and uh, Mallrats came on. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Well, so what? did he. So did this guy. Oh yeah. He loved it, but he hadn't seen it, and then he saw it and he loved it. Called it off. He called it off. He had a change of heart. Real great vehicle for Jason Lee. My name is Earl Star, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, obvious. So, what were you going to kill Kevin Smith with? Uh, Like, what is your tool of, uh, uh, your preferred tool for uh, assassination? Gun, knife, blow dart? I use string a lot. Mm. String? Yeah. You know, like in the movies from. Oh, uh, like a sharp string yeah around the neck yeah like yeah okay hmm so you were going to suffer like to strangle kevin smith to death but then you didn't yeah and i'm glad i didn't have to because uh i'm a big fan too what a dilemma that would be all i know him from is that i know he loves degrassi and so do i so i know he's been on a few episodes and i think he even directed one Hmm. Can I can I ask though? Like, how did how does one uh, get in, into your line of work? Um, well, like I say, I always thought the movies were magical, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to get into them. And I started out. You got a good look. Thank you. Yeah. Viewer, uh, we don't have viewers. Listeners, Mike, <laughs> just, 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 just let me let me speak. <laughs> Our listeners can't see what Greg looks like, but he's let me try and describe him. Six foot seven. Fiery red hair, very Sean Bean vibe, very muscular. Mm. Yes, and um, healthy glow on the skin. So uh, thank you. Did you try and become an actor or yeah, dancer you or could have made it? Or? Um, yeah. So I had a few small parts, but they were mostly just extra work. I was in mm. uh, Willow. Oh my God, that's a good movie. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, but it was just I was just in the way in the background, just in the corner. Oh, man. 
So I was getting a bit frustrated with that. and uh, I hear Hollywood can be really, can do a number on you. Be a real hard slog. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I think sometimes when I'm uh, murdering celebrities, I think I'm kind of doing them a bit of a favor, actually. <laughs> well said. Yeah, it's true. They probably, a lot of them are depressed or, you know, uh, dependent of, on alcohol or drugs. A lot of rejection, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, how ironic, um, Greg, if you had made it, maybe a different hitman would have come along and whacked you. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> so, you're not getting roles. You're, you're pounding the pavement in Hollywood. Right, and then what? I get to hanging out with um, Alec Baldwin a little bit. You know? Oh, he... I, I love his like Trump, I I love his like Trump impression. Uh, look out, a book is on its way. Uh, uh, typical so Hollywood liberal, but it's anyway. Wonderful. Well, back then we were really fun. I mean, he was a really fun guy, and we were, we were all partying every night. The, it was a real guy's club. He used mm. to apparently be quite the, uh, the party animal, cocaine man kind of thing, yeah. 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 So it was a lot of fun, but what a lot of people don't know is that he actually has many brothers that, that people do know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, William, Stephen, Stephen the deplorable Daniel, Stephen. the deplorable, right. Daniel. We call William Billy, yeah. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. But there's this other Baldwin brother, uh, Dennis. Hmm. Dennis Baldwin? Yeah, so nobody really knows who he is. Hmm. And he is another one in my line of work. Wait, wow. one of the Baldwins is an assassin? Yeah. And he kills celebrities. Because he would have, you know, a lot of contacts in Hollywood because of the family he's from. Yeah, yeah, he's really good at it. And that's why you'll never see a Baldwin uh, die. Oh my god. Wow. I mean, natural causes, surely. Yeah, but that's it. Oh, wow. Huh. And they'll be old, too, because they... So did he sort of, like, was he your mentor? Or did he take you under his wing and show you how to... Like, did he... Did you guys... Was he there for your first kill? <laughs> um, yeah, we did a few things together. Uh, we both killed uh, Andy Kaufman together. Damn. Whoa! And, uh, that guy is so influential, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. And you killed him. You know, there's this, there was this one guy who just thought he was too weird. Oh, that's the guy who hired you? He thought too yeah. weird comedy? He hated the... I, I don't like comedy weird that's that weird either. I, I Give me something that, you know, don't make me have to think too hard about what I have to laugh about. Just show me a situation. Don't make me uh, think. Mike and Molly playing 24-7 sure. on, sure. on James's TV. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, you sound like this guy. This guy was really saying, you know, what happened to Bob Hope, that kind of thing. So how did you kill Andy Kaufman? I'm just... Well, I don't want to get into the sort of graphicness of it okay the, the amazing thing is remember uh how people thought he died mm -hmm. mm. but then some people thought he faked his death yeah that was true he did fake his death huh i'm not following here well he did fake his death it was a big sort of showbiz prank that kind of stuff he did okay but then before he could reveal that he wasn't dead we killed him. Oh my god, that's so smart. Oh, but that's also ironic. so awful. Yeah. Holy huh. crap. That's the kind of thing where you're just like, wow, that's frustrating if you're him. He must have thought that was really funny, you know, just purely on an ironic level that, you know, that he was murdered while he was technically dead. I think he would have appreciated it, yeah. Oh hmm. my god. That's amazing. So fascinating. Well, go ahead, Michael. Oh, um, have you ever assassinated someone that you've been in a film with? 
from oh, your from your early days. Good cue. Uh, when you were an actor yourself. Wow. Good question. Good question. Because I can imagine that must have that probably awkward. would have felt very awkward or very satisfying if it was someone who's sort of like, oh, why can't I play that role? I should be the star. And well, I guess the truth is, I kind of made it sound like I had been in more things than I had. Hmm. Okay. I was actually only in Willow. Oh. Just in that little... Just in Willow. Just in the corner. Could have, you know, iced... uh, Who's the the little person? Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. He pronounces it Warwick. Um, He's alive, though, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't kill. I would hope you have a policy that you don't kill a little person as an assassin. Oh, what opposite bias, Michael. Why, a little person should be assassinated just as often as a no, regular size person, they have, Michael. It's hard. It's, you know, they face challenges that we can't even begin to understand, so they uh. should be spared from the assassin's uh, bullet or blade. Well, in, in answer to this, I just, I will do whatever they pay me to do, so I would do hmm. it. Um, James, can I see your gun? Uh, yeah. Sure, cool. Is that it? Yeah, right here. Oh, oh, cool. That is so cool. I am not, uh, oh, very... Oh, wow. Hey, Mike, look I'm not out. very... Don't point, the gun, <laughs> don't point the gun at me, James. Hey, Mike, say is your that, prayers. Is the gun loaded, <laughs> is Greg? It, is it loaded? Yeah, of course. Oh, hey, Mike, open your mouth. James, for our open listeners... Open your mouth. I don't want, I don't want <laughs> the gun in... James, put the gun in my mouth. <laughs> here you go. And now he's doing a motion on the gun as if he's j- jerking it off. Oh, have a bit of fun. Relax. It's just a gun, We're not Mike. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with your oh, girlfriend. Oh, Mike, it's a gun. It's not a bomb. Don't Get jerk off the life. gun in, in my mouth. Oh, my gosh. Um, Sorry about that. That's cool. <laughs> this gun is so cool. What kind of gun is it? It's, uh, I don't actually know. A guy gave it to me. Oh, yeah. interesting. It's, like, different. Yeah, you know, um, have, you, have you seen John it? Wick? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, and you know how there's this little club of assassins, and they have their own. Oh, is that real? Stuff. Yeah, that's real. Oh, that's so. so cool. This gun was actually given to me, I think, by another assassin. Oh wow, that's so, so cool, man. Do you guys then You're you hang cool. out? You have like Thanks. a little. There's a group that Leonardo DiCaprio and Toby, what's his name, McGuire, were part of. And I'm not going to say the full name, but they were the P Posse. Pussy Posse. Pussy Posse. And is that sort of uh, what you guys based your Hitman Club on, the pus- uh, Pussy Posse? Um, Mike um, likes to live vicariously through literally anybody, FYI. He's like, oh, did you go on dates with girls? You know, like, no. Yes, Mike. You always ask questions like this. I'm like, asking about someone's oh, exotic lifestyle that's very different from mine. Well, honestly, a lot of the women we date are also... Hit men or hit women. Wow, hit, hit women. women. Hit women. Yeah. Does and, that create, is, is it difficult to date someone in the same line of work, A, and B, who could m- murder you at any moment? That's well, a good point. that kind of adds to the, I think, the attraction. Oh, okay. Oh, but yeah, sometimes there's jealousy issues. They get a job you wanted. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'd be like, oh, uh, my, my girlfriend didn't text me back today. Hmm. And then you're like, is she seeing another guy or planning to my death? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of op- op- opportunities for insecurities there. We don't really think like that. Oh, yeah, you probably yeah. don't feel insecure about no. your relationship. Another question I have is, like, how do you quite literally sleep at night? How do you deal with the moral, you know, oh, implications don't of your job? Loser. Where you're, you're getting paid money to oh, kill people. Because some, you know, it is illegal, A, and B... Ugh. You know, it's against one of the Ten Commandments. Oh, Mike. I don't want to get into my, you know, my religious 
opinions, but you know, how do you deal with it? Well, let me answer that question with a question for you. <laughs> okay. What's your job? My job is I uh, just had my hours reduced. I work at the CN Tower gift shop, not the one at the top, not the one on the main floor, but the one underneath. Okay, well... I sell trinkets and shirts, and I give a lot of directions, actually, to tourists. Okay, well, what if somebody told you, you know, it was bad somehow to work at the CN Tower gift shop? I would be so mad, because I'm just doing my job and putting food on the table. That's ironic, because it is a bad job. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but my point is, I think I just made my point. Hmm. Oh. So you're putting food on the table... In an unconventional way. Mike, haven't you seen The Sopranos or Married to the Mob? I've seen The Sopranos Good Goodfellas. Like, it's it's fine. It's cool. Do you have, like, a wife or a family or kids or anything, quote-unquote, Greg? Um, I have a few kids. Oh. Yeah. That's so nice. Thank you. To have kids. And, um... I like how you're vague about it, too. I have a few. That's a cool attitude. I need to be a bit secretive about stuff. I mean, because they don't. As far as I know, sorry to poke my nose into your life, but your wife and kids don't live in the building with you. They're back in Beverly Hills. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, glamorous. Yeah, we have a big mansion there. Why? I mean, I look. I am the landlord of this building. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great building. I don't have any. You know, I would never put this building down. But if you um, make enough, oh, whatever. If you make enough money to have a mansion in Beverly Hills, why did you rent? Um, frankly, it's not the best apartment in the building. Why did you rent this apartment? Well, you know what? I came here in the nineties. Um, oh yeah, on a job. Toronto was cool in the nineties too. Bare naked ladies were just taking off. Moxie Fruvis. Oh yeah, they were blowing up. Uh, yeah. Crash test dummies. I know they were a Winnipeg band, but I think they kind of got big in Toronto. Much music's intimate and interactive. Oh, Rick, Rick Campanelli, Bill Walishka. The uh, list goes on and on. The wedge. Well, actually, all those things you just named uh, were literally all the reasons I fell in love with this city. Oh, yeah. Speaker's <sighs> Corner. Yeah, mm. yeah. I used to do that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you guys want to know why I was in Toronto? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was actually here to take out uh, Mike Myers. Oh! Oh, no! Oh, yeah. dude. He's one of Canada's comedy greats. Yeah. Oh, wow. What who, happened? Who wants... Who wants yeah. Mike Myers? I'm trying to piece this together here. I'm thinking Austin Powers. Yeah. So I Married an Axe Murderer. Dieter. Uh, uh, Wayne's World. Club 54. Club 54. Or whatever that uh, was. Who would want the guy behind all of that dead? Well, there was a guy, um, big SNL fan. Okay. Sure. Saturday Night Live. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah and he... Um, he was pretty upset, actually, that Dana Carvey was being overshadowed. Oh, because of Garth. Right. And he oh. just thought it was unfair. And uh, I guess there were reports coming out that Mike Myers wasn't being that fair to him. Wow. And so he took exception to it. And the funny thing is, that hit is still out, actually. I was never able oh. to get to him. Oh, so you didn't get it. You just you sort of you threw your hat in the ring to, to get that job. He's very... No, I got it. Oh, no, it's the job. It's still my job. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. wow. But he's Damn. just a very slippery man. He's very hard to get to. I wow. bet that it would be tough because you probably have him in your sights. Maybe he sees you and he starts doing one of his characters. Like, uh, get in my belly. 
yeah, like a Scottish accent or maybe uh, something as, as exotic as a British accent. And he's like, do I make you want to put down that gun? Or something, and you probably start laughing, and, funny, then, yeah. and then you can't kill someone. You can't kill a clown. That happened a couple times. I got really close to him, and he made me laugh too hard. Oh, you must have to take precautions to, to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Like I would, if I were you, I'd watch like a very depressing TV or show. One of your documentaries. I'd watch Mike, a documentary. You recommend them to this guy. Or I would listen to some sad music just so I to like steal myself to not laugh at Mike Myers because yeah. You know what? Next time you're in, the, you've got him in your sights. Just call Mike and then ask him to tell you about his day, and then it should make you bummed out enough that you can, you know, fulfill your job. No um, offense. Uh, side note, how much uh, would I have to pay you to take out uh, James? Hey! <clears throat> right here in my apartment. I'll even clean up the mess. Okay, very funny. Just joking, but you get my point. How much would it cost? 10000 It would cost $10,000 okay, to I'm kill fine. James? Michael does not have that kind of money. I'm fine. Well, I don't, but Here's if I... Here's the thing you should worry oh, about, Michael. I do have that kind of I, money. It's pretty accessible. Well, well, you just incriminated yourself on the podcast, well, so if I'm found dead, you're going to jail. How much would it cost to ice Mike? Uh, same amount. Oh. Yeah. yeah, can you follow the I literally conversation? spent more than that with Cheryl at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, great. So... Cheryl Crow? No, I just met this girl in Cleveland, Cheryl. We partied with LeBron. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. I gotta ask, Greg, who, uh, what stands out in all of the, the assassination jobs you've had? What was your best hit? What was your favorite job? You know, it was a wild one, um... You remember Steve Irwin? Yeah. Oh my the god, crocodile the crocodile. The crocodile hunter. Yeah. Right? So I took him out and uh that was pretty amazing. Yeah. People said that uh he, you know, that a manta ray stung him. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting because it was underwater and there was a type of a ray there, but I think it was a, not a harmful one. Oh. So that was a, one of those cover stories. They're all like that, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. So what happened with him is um, he went into a restaurant, and I guess he Uh-oh. left a big, a huge mess. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the dishwasher was really Typical Aussie. It. Yeah. <laughs> so this dishwasher pooled money together with the rest of his coworkers, I guess. And oh, my God. Because they were so mad about the mess. Yeah. So a bunch of Australian dishwashers hired you to... To take out Steve Irwin. Yeah. Oh, my God. People really, over small things, will just lose it, hey? That's a warning to us all to not yeah. leave a mess at a restaurant. Uh, yeah. And to uh, always tip your dishwasher. Go into the kitchen. Like, I'm thinking about them. stuff I've done. Like, I, I literally rear-ended... You should be dead. Uh, okay. I literally rear-ended a whole family in a minivan, and then they came out to, like, you know, get my insurance, and I zoomed off, and I gave them the finger. Hmm. I gotta watch out. Like, people are assassinating people based on... That's insane. Based on uh, dirty dishes. Good Lord, I do worse than that every day. Like, what kind of mess did he... Did Steve Irwin leave that these dishwashers got so angry and wanted him dead? I think he didn't even eat that much, but uh, I don't... I They said he... Breadcrumbs and the free bread and... Oh. Mm. Well, you gotta wonder, you know? Did he deserve what happened? Uh, anyway, um, is it true you need to wear a lot of sunscreen in Australia because of the intensity of the sun? Well, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, yeah. Because that's the real assassin. The original assassin is the... 
is the son. Michael, like, the original assassin is the son? What, are you writing a play? Nope. We've got a hitman here, and I don't know about you, I but I would rather that we came across cool and not, like, big nerds to him. Oh, fine. Um, it's kind of, like, Well, you ask a question. Okay, you ask a question, okay. then. I was gonna, I have a question prepared, but you ask one. Uh, are you on Tinder? No. Oh, no, you have a wife. Yeah. Um... All right. I'll ask a question. What's the worst? Did you ever botch a job? What's like the worst job in your career? Oh, yeah, I botched. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you know um, Kevin Spacey? Oh, yeah. American yeah. Beauty, uh, House of Cards, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, The Ref with Dennis Leary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Glengarry, Glen Ross. So, yes. Is he in that? No. Oh, okay. Still, we know who Kevin, we know Kevin who, Spacey is. We, yeah. He's a great actor. And what happened? You were hired to kill him. Yeah, so I came up behind him. He was on a park bench. Oh, classic. And I had my string, my thin string. Mm-hmm. And then he saw me. And then I just said, oh, would you like uh, your teeth flossed? Uh, oh, my God. Wait, you said that? Yeah, because I was caught. Uh, that's quick thinking. Yeah. You should do improv. That's really funny. Thanks. And then he went, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Oh my god! Oh, why could you, you just you, you? If he saw you, it would ruin it, or like he'd be able to block it at that point, kind of thing. Yeah, he's known for being really strong. He's so strong. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He seems not strong. No, he's known for being extraordinarily Huge pipes. strong. Wow, really? And apparently, like really, like packing some heat downstairs. What? Hmm. But that's crazy. He saw you coming. It sounds like that. I would have just like I wouldn't. Would not have been able to think on my feet like that. I yeah, probably so just would have, like, yeah. screamed and ran away. <laughs> I actually yeah. thought it was cool that I thought of that. Because I just thought that of it really quick. That is a good cover. Yeah. Oh, did, yeah. You wanna, did you want me to flush you your teeth? Some, uh, yeah. No, thanks. Okay, cool. But that I wasn't is, trying to kill you or anything. Just like James curious. said, like, that, you should take, like, you should do improv or, like, you know, form an improv troupe or something. And Toronto has a big improv scene. So I feel like you'd fit right in. Hmm. I like whose line is it anyway. Those guys are so friggin' funny. Yeah, that's not really funny. Why? What do you if mean? You like, no, like if you like good, if you like good comedy, the whose line is it, whose line is it ah, can't speak tonight. Yeah, the really. whose line is it anyway show is kind of not very good. I was actually asked to kill Ryan Stiles once. Whoa! Oh my god! Oh, he's funny. He was on yeah. Drew Carey. What did you? What happened? They, they they didn't have enough money. Oh yeah, I bet he'd be expensive. That's like, uh, can you kill Ryan Styles? Yes, and do you have <laughs> enough uh, money? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you go to yeah. No. Yeah. Well, sometimes if somebody they blocked you. Sometimes if somebody's really tall, it costs more. I would have thought it would cost less because it'd be easier to see them. Like, pew. Mm, but you have like you'd have to be more. Uh, Accurate with your shot, right? Because like I feel, I'd feel like a great big fat guy would be easy to kill, Me and too. a beanpole would be hard. Oh. Well, I mean, I feel like you guys aren't listening that well, but I do use a lot of string, and so oh. it's, right, it's yes. kind of a harder, yeah, harder take take out. Hmm. If really. if one of your children, Greg, uh, came up to you and said, "Daddy, I want to do what you do for a living," how would you react? Would you warn them, mm. no, or would yeah. you say, "Fine, welcome to the family uh, business." Yeah, I'd say welcome aboard. It's going to be a good life, fun life. Because um, hmm. you have a mansion in Beverly Hills, so it seems like you've made a lot of money. Yeah, and really it's not a big deal. It's not that weird of a job. It's just... 
I don't know. I think it is. Like, I mean, I think it's cool, but it's a bit weird how you don't seem to see that it's... Like, do you value kind of, human kind life? Kind of bad, in a way. In I any way? I I'm saying this. You're mm-hmm. kind of like... Half pretty a, bad Half guy. a dozen of one. Uh, do you value yeah, human life? Of, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm kind of Do you of think human Mike life is intrinsically question, valuable, or do you think it's worthless? Mm, I love life. I think it's... Uh, mm. So you love you love your life. Yeah, I love my life, and I love the idea of life. And all right, I like to look around. I just like I sort of think it's weird though. Like, how many people have you assassinated? Well, I think you your think? job's weird. Well, I Uh-oh. don't. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it is. I'm a landlord. That's the really normal job. Yeah, it's weird though because you just sort of profit off the t- toil and and uh, money of others. So yeah, it is weird. It no, is, it's it is not weird. weird. I don't it profit off. People get to live in a place and I provided for them. Mm. That's actually if I wasn't around to do that, everyone would be living in a cave. So mm. I actually think I'm doing a pretty good thing. This guy though, it's kind of bad. Like you know what I mean. Like he's literally shooting people. I think it's. I think it's bad. I feel like I'm not usually a person of conscience here. But so suddenly you're uh, Pope Francis and you're defending no, I just, uh, the sanctity of life. And no, uh, you know. And I agree with you. But I'm just a little shocked that you're suddenly doing this. Well, if I'm uh, being completely honest, I had a. I knew someone who was assassinated. So I guess I'm a bit sensitive. Oh. About it. oh. The truth uh, comes out. Well, if you have to know, it was an uncle. Um, not the uncle who I inherited the business from, a different one. Was he famous? Uh, well, he was in a Kellogg's uh, Corn Flakes commercial, hmm. Canadian, okay. um, in like 1980, maybe. Uh, oh my god, was that, that was one of your uncles? Yeah, you rem- remember that? It was like Kellogg's Corn Flakes, chomp them. Yeah, chomp them up. Kellogg's Corn Flakes, fill it up. Kellogg's Corn Flakes, oh yeah. That was on anyone who grew up in Canada in the in that time. Yeah, it's like seared into your memory because it was yeah. always on TV. Oh my God, that was your uncle. Yeah, wow. Uncle Terry. And you, uncle Terry. you lost him to an assassin. Yeah. Well. um... Basically. Someone must have hated him. Yeah, I think, well, it's hard when you're a commercial actor. Some people found the ad annoying. So I never knew who hired the assassin or who was the assassin. But, um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, so wow. I guess, to be honest, I, yeah, I guess I have a, not to be, not to be rude, Greg, but uh, I guess I do have a bit of chip on my shoulder about assassination attempts. I don't know. It was, it was just. Well, I guess, you know, there's a saying, uh, S happens. And just. Keep moving forward. You know what they say about yeah, assassinations is that uh, it skips a generation. So if it was your uncle, and then that's not skipping a generation. Then, but you then idiot. your father wasn't assassinated. Maybe, maybe He's the you same will generation be. As maybe my you will be the next. I'm not. I well, I highly doubt he'll be assassinated. But um, I don't know. I just don't. You feel a bit bad at all? No, I told you I don't. Do you hmm. feel bad about your job? I would if I. Shot my uncle. Kellogg's Corn Flakes, chop them up. Kellogg's Corn Flakes, fill it up. Kellogg's Corn Flakes, oh yeah. Kellogg's Corn Flakes, the taste of the night. Is there anyone, like, who's in, if like, Hall of Fame, if you could murder anyone, living or dead, who would you do? Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Living or dead. Living or dead. 
you know, for a long time, everybody really wanted to kill, um, what's his name? Uh, Greg Kinnear. Really? Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I love him. As he was in As Good As It Gets. Yeah. Well, he was just going around town, and apparently he was telling a lot of people that he couldn't be murdered. Oh, oh so you know, celeb. And this right was there. kind of his... He's like... This is how he bragged, and this is how he got a lot of his parts, actually. So wow. he would go to an audition, and he would just say that? He'd be like, uh, Greg Kinnear, you know, he'd, be, he'd go in front of the camera and go, Hey, everybody, I'm Greg Kinnear, I'm with Superstar Talent, I'm six foot one, I can't be murdered. Uh, yeah. what, what, exactly. Where does he get off going around saying that kind of nonsense, though? Well, he's a pretty confident guy, and I guess it's worked for him. Damn, I gotta. I should just say stuff like that. So, so he's going around being like, "I hey, I can't be murdered." And then someone's like, "Oh, really?" And then yeah. they hired you. But then maybe he was right. I mean, you didn't get him. They didn't hire me. No. Oh, oh, a lot of people. Everyone's just, just hoping to get hired. So, do you have like? Do does a hitman have a resume of their hits, hmm. or do you sort of? Uh, is, do you have to bid for a job in the way that maybe a company bids for, uh, you know, a big contract with a city to build a. A highway or a bridge or something. It's mostly word of mouth. Hmm. But it is Hollywood, you know, so some of us have reels. But not with actual video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, with reenactments. Oh, you reenact the hits. Not us personally, but we get actors to do it. Oh, that's interesting. Mike, if you, you know, I know you hide your hours cut at the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could get a job. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. Mike, you need money, and yeah, I can find money other in other ways. It is non-union. Keep paying the rent, but so you you're not union or in, in an acting union. Nope. Okay, so you could do it. Yeah. 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 Thanks for the offer. I'll consider it. Um, Greg, is there a difference between murdering a Canadian celeb and an American celeb, or perhaps a, someone from the from the UK? Because we have a, a reputation for being polite, eh? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, like, someone held a gun to my head, I'd be like, oh, no. Sorry, eh? So We'd say sorry, yes. Yes. Yeah. we're always apologizing. Sorry for uh, taking up one of your bullets, eh? Hey, before you shoot me, uh, do you want a cold beer? <laughs> yeah, maybe here uh, they're watching hockey when you ice them. And... <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the difference, I would say, actually. Well, it's interesting to hear that, because it's, it's, it's neat the way that different cultures um, behave in their final moments. Can I ask, what is the way you want to go? After oh, your, good question. Your business is, you know, snuffing out life, the most precious gift anyone of us has ever been given. Uh, so how do you want to die? Do you want to be murdered? You mm. kind of have it coming, no offense. <laughs> well... I don't think I do. But, it's funny uh, that you can laugh you off kind these of things. Do like, like you've how many people have you assassinated? Well, I do a good job for people who want the job done. But anyway, um, I would like to die maybe just skydiving. That's like, terrifying. Like your parachute doesn't open, or you have a heart attack because it's. Uh, Why wouldn't you say like in your <clears throat> sleep? You want to you want to be jumping out of a plane and being like, okay, I'll just pull this chute. Ah! Yeah, I'm a yeah. Well, I hope to skydive once I get old enough to die. Weird. I want to be sort of like attacked by an animal. Um, what? Why would you want that? Well, it's tr- I'm traveling. I'm seeing like, um, for instance, like uh, the 
uh, the Savannah, or is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, and then just while I'm looking at the Savannah, like a, just a hippopotamus chomps me, or uh, why not just go on a safari when you're alive and it doesn't, well? It's not and the then same thing. Nice it's not the way. same thing. Well, actually, one of the hitmen I know uses uh, wild animals. Oh, oh man, that's cool. might be perfect for you. That's neat. That's like an innovation in the kind of way that uh, you know Uber. Like Uber, or mm. the first person to, um, to, to, who is it, Alexander Graham Bell, to, like, make the first phone call. Yeah, Watson, I need you. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people in my community think it's kind of a, a gimmick. Uh, mm, I would, yeah, I bet, like, an eccentric person, if they're like, I want to hire an eccentric hitman, they'd call up this guy who, like, you know, gets people with a frog or something. And a lot of the time, the animal doesn't quite do its job, so he's... Mm-hmm doing Ugh. it anyway and it's kind of it's a bit of a yeah i guess animals are that would say don't work with children or animals that's like mm-hmm. i i hired a topless maid at my place mm. and you know it was pretty fun and stuff but she didn't really do a good job cleaning it was just kind of a gimmick that they were topless so it's kind of annoying because it's like this is just a gimmick you know i really did want my place clean so what did she do I don't know. She kind of dusted a bit and was like, all right, your 50 minutes are up. And that was pretty much it. And, and I was you like, watched oh. her the whole time? Yeah. It's a service. Hmm. So when you're um, assassinating someone, do you have any like cool, do you ever have a cool catchphrase or something? Like, oh, that's a great question. Lead, loser or something. Or like uh, do you, when, you're, when, you have, when you're about to kill someone, are you like, uh, here, you, now it's all over? Okay. Not that, but yeah, like a cool one. I couldn't think of a good one but yeah no i mean i actually leave that stuff to the movie stars and for me i'm just as quiet as possible just Hmm. that's smart probably yeah well what about you could still be quiet and do a cool trick like do you ever do that thing where you spin a gun around on your finger and like shoot someone or something like that Mm. no i'm not even sure exactly what you mean okay james let me show you james thinks movies are real i don't think movies are real here can i show you can i see your gun again uh yeah sure thanks Okay. Uh, we, you don't need to use I'm just his, you don't need to use his gun. Trick. I'm just going to show the. Go ahead, ask it. Ask him another question. I'm just going to show you. Try to figure out. It's All like right. you spin the gun around on um, your finger. Do you ever? You, hang on. When you're looking at uh, when okay. you're about to to do a job. Okay. Do you ever think of the family members? Okay. Wait. Uh, I think I got afterwards. it. I think I got it. Ready? It's like this. You like, spin it around like this. Oh my god, Mike. Oh my I, god. I'm so sorry. Uh oh. You shot shit. me. I'm sorry. You uh, got shot by my landlord. Okay, relax, relax. Oh uh, my god. Wait, wait a minute. Let me see. Is your arm? Yeah. Uh, okay. My, it's bleeding. Shit, Mike. You I'm sorry. You shot me with the gun. I think it's grazed. Uh, oh my Greg, god. Do you think yeah, it's that's, grazed? Yeah, that's not. Oh. You wouldn't die from that. Yeah, you're not going to die. I'm really you sorry. That's. I, 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 <laughs> that is a bummer. If you do die, it's not going to be very bad. It's just. Kind of it won't be bad. I think it's not a big deal. Okay. <sighs> you know what? Why don't we take a break? Mike will get me. Mike some medical attention, and uh, we will be right back after this break. Oh, my God.
Welcome back Whoa. to this explosive episode Ooh. of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Oh. Um, Michael has uh, oh. taken care of his little grays there, and he's fine. You shot me in Accidentally, the arm. It's not when a I was graze. doing a trick, the bullet I'm penetrated s- the skin. Yeah, that it's still a graze. The bullet is not in your arm; it's in your wall. And it just brushed against your arm went very lightly. Arm, went through my arm into the wall. Brushed aside a little bit of skin, but it's fine. You're fine. <clears throat> we need to chill out. Everybody here needs to chill out. I'm in a state of shock, so I'm good for this last segment. I'm uh, pleased to be here. But I am very unhappy with you, James, for discharging a firearm into my arm. Okay, well, I hear you. I hear that you're upset. Um, we have different <clears throat> points of view on how this happened and what happened. But I just want you to know that I hear that you're upset. And I'm sorry that you feel yeah. upset. And I'll leave it at that. That doesn't count as an apology. Well, but, all right. Um, I'm sorry you feel we're, angry at me This right kind now. of thing is why I usually use string. Yeah. Hmm. You don't hear about uh, people in uh, America uh, accidentally uh, killing each other with string, do you? No, it's always guns. So I'm, a, I'm pro, uh, pro string uh, from this day forward. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, either way, sorry about that. Uh, sorry for using one of your bullets. Uh, but we still have Greg, Greg here, um, of course, and uh, we thought it would be fun to finish. Mike, don't be so dramatic. I'm, I'm, I am sorry, I'm but you're really hamming this I'm up in, at this point. I'm in shock from you, you shooting not, me. You sweat anyway. <clears throat> As I was saying, I thought it would be fun if we ended the episode with a, a little game, as we're, we're sort of famous for doing a lot of uh, listeners and fans on the street always stop us and say, oh, we love the game you play at the end because it's a nice wind down, the kind of thing you'd see on Fallon. And uh, so, Greg, if you're up for it, we wanted to play a game with you. Great. Sounds fun. All right. The game is called, it's very interesting, What City Are You? And it's a bit of an um, introspective game. It, basically, we're going to go around the triangle here and ask each other, what city are you? You know, are you a are you a Paris? Are you sexy and mysterious and dealing uh, with homegrown terrorism? Are you uh, New York City where you got pizza and cabs and Broadway? Or are you, um, you know, Santa Monica where you have sunshine? So we're going to go around now and um, I guess we'll start. I'll, should I go first? Sure. All right. I, what city am I? I am York. England. Hmm. For one very uh, good reason, it's because I love Yorkshire pudding. Very simple. Uh, milk or, or water, flour and eggs. Anyone can make it. Uh, you bake them till they're golden brown, they're puffy, and you serve them with some gravy at a Sunday roast. It's my favorite meal. Uh, and I, I feel that that city sort of encapsulates my vibe. So, York. Hmm. Yorkshire pudding. Interesting. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, what city are you? I feel like I'm probably Vegas. No, wait. Miami. No, am I Vegas or Miami? I don't know. I, sometimes I feel really Miami. I like to party. I so like to have fun. I'm partying with LeBron. I'm partying with the Bernicke ladies. I'm partying with, you know, uh, Jason Priestley. Like, I, I don't know. Cause sometimes it, like Miami's got that kind of sex party thing. Vegas, though, too. I love to gamble. I love to stay. Like, I mean, it's a tough one. Vegas I mean, or honestly, Miami. Honestly, either one of those cities are pretty, if you ask me, 
disgusting. So yeah, sorry, I'm not basing my city on a gross pudding, you weirdo. It's not gross. It is gross. You're basing it on oh Yorkshire pudding. I, I, at least I'm basing mine on like having fun, having a life. Yeah, I do have fun with Yorkshire pudding the same way that you have fun with, in Vegas. So what? Whatever. Okay, uh, so yeah, it's, I'm going to say Vegas. I'm going to go with Vegas. Oh, Miami, Miami's loss, then. Hmm. Uh, Greg. Uh, what well, city are you? I'd probably say, I guess, Studio City, Los Angeles. Hang on, I have a text. Oh. Studio City, Los Angeles. I got to go. Oh. I got to go. I got to go. Oh, my God. What's the why? What's the text? You're getting is it a the text? text? Yeah. Are you uh is everything okay? Frankie Muniz is on the chopping block. I got to oh go. Oh my god. Thanks, You're going to assassinate um, Frankie what? Muniz? Nice. Malcolm in the middle? Oh my god. Uh thanks for doing the yeah, podcast, Greg. Thanks. It's so great to have you. Whoa. Oh my god, he's going to assassinate Frankie Muniz. Whoa. I mean, he hasn't done much since uh, uh, Malcolm in the middle. I think he had a car- me. Yeah, that's always How'd good. It go? You're not the boss of me, and it's not so bad or something. Oh, my God. I'm losing yeah. so much blood from you shooting me, and I... You look fine. Um, I wonder if he'll get the job. I wonder, like, he didn't say if he had the job or if he... It was very ominous. Was... His presence the entire show was an ominous, freaky presence. I, I feel like I could... It was cool. I wish, like, I was a but... bit more like Greg, where I was, you know, cool and sleek and had big red hair and tall, because I'm the opposite. Very, I'm very short. Very short. Uh, brown hair. Brown hair. Uh, you're not, not cool. Well, I try to. Sure, but let's be real. I give off a sort of like cool poet vibe. You give I off think. a Danny DeVito minus right. personality vibe, you I give would off say. A personality of uh, Rhea Perlman, so. Well, that. I guess that makes us married. <laughs> well, you know what? It kind of does make us married because we're in a relationship as a landlord and tenant that uh, according to I read it in I was kidding well I read it in a magazine article that aside from a husband and wife's relationship the next closest relationship that humans can form is that between a landlord and tenant so that you know, I highly doubt that um, and I would like psychology to see today this psychology magazine today said because so. that sounds Insane. Nope. There's no way our relationship is close, period. Never mind the closest compared to a marriage. Anyway, uh, well, I suppose that about does it for the show, hey? Yeah, I, I think I need to go to the hospital because I cause you shot me. I'm sorry. Uh, get an Uber to get you there or something like that. Um, that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, be sure, of course, to uh, give us a follow on Twitter at LT Podmess and uh, rate and review us on iTunes. And um, if you listen to us on the uh, Bleeding Arm app, uh, you know, Michael is already uh, downloading that right now. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, bit of a joke there about Mike's bleeding arm from the old I- gunshot. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for listening. The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess was created and recorded by your co-hosts, James Hartnett and Michael Balazzo. Our guest today was Tom Henry.